You ready for the Word of God this morning? Excellent, excellent. So here we go. I'm just going to pray for the message as we uh, kick off and um, then we'll launch into God's Word. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you're here already. I thank you that you're here moving by your Spirit. And I pray that, Father, right now, you would cause to rise up within people the spirit of a warrior, the spirit of a fighter, the spirit of a man and woman who are in your army taking ground and pushing the forces of darkness back. Father, I thank you that right now people sense power, anointing, purpose, determination, fortitude and everything that they need to rise up in the power of your spirit and to make a stand and to draw a line in the sand. Father, I thank you that right now there is strength coming into people's bodies, strength into their resolve, strength into their mindsets, to be all that you've destined them to be and to not back off in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for it. Amen. This morning um, I've, I've had a, a, a something on my heart um, that I, I just felt like it's uh, for today. This, the first scripture is, is 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 3. And it says this, it says, endure hardship. What a great word to start with. Endure hardship. This is going to be encouraging, trust me. Okay? Endure hardship with us like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Endure hardship with us like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. If 2020 helped us to learn anything, it's that tough times can hit at any time. Make no mistake, okay, I believe that there is a fight that's happening today, a fight for our way of life, a fight for our values, and a fight for our faith. I, I, I want to encourage us to prepare for a fight and to do our bit in the fight as well to fight for the things that Father calls us to fight for, to fight with everything that we have, with every person doing their bit, with every weapon at our disposal in every battlefront that God calls us to fight on. I want to tell you this morning that there are Christians around the world who are being attacked and martyred for their faith. Only in Christmas Eve just last year, just a few short weeks ago, in Nigeria, five Christians were kidnapped and they were executed for being Christians. Christians around the world are being persecuted for their faith. In a recent article that I saw just last week, a lady by the name of Emily Watt posted an, uh, 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 an article in the Open Doors um, blog uh, come website that they put out. She said this, the World Watch List 2021, so this is current year stuff, 
reveals the 50 most dangerous places for there to be a Christian or to be a Christian. The list has revealed that over 340 million Christians have suffered high levels of persecution and discrimination for their faith. That works out to be approximately one in eight worldwide. This marks an increase of 80 million persecuted Christians from 2020. So in 2021, for the first time in the World Watch List's history, only countries that scored extreme or very high levels of persecution have actually featured in the top 50, indicating a rise in persecution levels globally. COVID-19, she said, has been a particular catalyst for the increase of Christian persecution and discrimination. In India, which is the top, in the, uh, it's number 10 on the world watch list for 2021, in India, 100,000 Christians received emergency relief from the partners of the Open Doors Ministry, okay, 80% of those people reported that they had been dismissed from food distribution centres because of their faith in Jesus. This is sobering. This tells us that there's a fight on. In Australia right now, Christian values of our nation are being eroded or even outlawed by political parties and groups that have an axe to grind against our values and our beliefs. What's happening to our values as a society, I ask, when it becomes a criminal offence to harm or hurt an animal or a bird, but it's okay to abort a baby. Our freedom to talk about our faith openly is under threat. What's happening is nothing new, I want to say. I'm reminded of those in the army of Christ who've died for their faith and they've left an incredible legacy for us today. I think about Hebrews chapter 11, great men and women of God who were good soldiers of the cross and they died to preserve our precious faith. And I ask the question today, what will our legacy be? How will our families, our communities, our nation be different because we lived a life of dedication and faith in God? My purpose this morning is for us all to raise the bar in our faith. I'm asking us all to examine ourselves and to step it up. There is a call to arms today, if, if you want to put it in those terms, for everybody to say, I'm a part of this. I'm going to take my responsibility. I'm going to stand my watch on my part of the wall and the enemy's not getting past me. Paul faced the end of his life in a Roman prison, but he encouraged Timothy 
to endure hardship as a part of uh, a life of faith just like a good soldier. He, he encouraged Timothy to step up and to be a good soldier. So what are, the, what are the marks of a good soldier? What are the characteristics of a good soldier? How do we know that someone or that we can be a good soldier just like he's encouraged, Paul's encouraged Timothy? Well, I've got five points this morning and I'm just going to launch through them. Number one, the marks of a good soldier. God, if I could phrase it this way, God's soldier is a follower. God's soldier is a follower. No one can be a, a, a good soldier of the Lord until they first enlist. Yeah, this is God's army. We've got to enlist. We've got to say, yeah, I'm up for this. I want to be a God soldier. So what does that mean for us? Well, it means you need to get saved. It means you need to give your heart to Christ. It means that you're willing to devote yourself to the, the doctrines, the teachings of the apostles and what that says in the Bible. It, needs, it means that you're willing to, to, to be a part of this, to be filled with the Spirit, to, to, to read God's Word and to declare it and to, to do what God asks you to do with it. We are first called to be followers of Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 to 22, and I've used this only recently. It says, as Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he noticed two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, they, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me as my disciples, accepting me as your master and teacher and walking the same path of life that I walk. And I will make you become my disciples, believing and trusting in me and following my example. And going on further from there, he noticed two other brothers, James and the, uh, the son of Zebedee and his brother John in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. And he called to them too. He said uh, to them to follow him as his disciple. And immediately they left their boat and their father and they followed him, becoming his disciples, believing and trusting in Jesus and following his example. And this is the thing, you know, we, we've got to enlist in this. We've got to get on board with being a, a part of the, the family of God, the army of God in our lives. I believe with all my heart that the Holy Spirit has led us here to this place to live in this community, to live in this day and in this age because he wants us to be a part of his body in this location, to be a part of God's army in this location to say we're drawing a line in the sand and we're not going to give up this ground. We're not going to give up the ideals that our forefathers have fought in world wars to attain for us. My question is this. Have we responded to the call of God? Are we genuinely following God as his disciple, accepting him as our master and our teacher and walking the same path of life that he walked? We don't do this in our own strength, though. He will help us. He will help us to become his disciples. As we believe and we trust him, we can follow his example because he's given us his spirit already. He's given us his word to live our lives by. We've got brothers and sisters around about us who can help us to do this. See, 
When I see Jesus giving his life on the cross for us, what I don't see is that there was just an arm and a leg on the cross. Every part of Jesus was there. His whole body was crucified. What about us? Are we just dipping a toe in? And I know that this is a challenging message. It's, it, I feel this. I feel this. That there, there needs to come a challenge at some point for us, the body of Christ, to rise up. Are we in this with everything that we've got? Are we following Jesus with all of our life or just the bits that everybody at church can see? Secondly, my second point is this. God's soldiers are faithful. They're faithful. God's soldier is faithful in his patience. What do I mean by that? Well, they endure hardship. They don't quit. They're patient. They're going to see this out. They're going to see God move. They're going to see God do things in and through you. John chapter 16, verse 33 says, These things I have spoken to you, said Jesus, that in me you may have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. See, a soldier, God's soldier is faithful in his priorities. He seeks to please his commander. What comes first in our life as a priority? What are the priorities that we have as believers? Is it worship, fellowship, discipleship? Is it ministry or outreach? Or don't those things get a mention? See, God, God's soldier is faithful in his practices. God's soldiers, they guard the truths of our faith. God's soldiers, they are determined to do good, a good job and refuse to do anything that might bring disgrace or dishonour to our commander. Isn't that what we want for our lives? We want God to be glorified. We want everyone to see how good God is. And sure, we mess up at times, but that's what the grace of God is there for. That's why we have the grace of God being extended to us. Colossians chapter 3, verse 17 says, and whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever you do, he says, whatever you do, no matter what it is, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus and in dependence upon his person, giving praise to God the Father through Jesus. We are faithful. God's soldiers are faithful. Number three, God's soldiers are familiar. They're familiar. God's soldiers are familiar in knowing our commander's voice. We know what it sounds like because we've spent time with him. We, we hear his voice and we respond to it. John chapter 10 verse 27 says, My sheep recognise my voice and I know them and they follow me. See, as God's soldier, we become familiar by spending time with him by worshipping him, by talking to him, by listening to him, by just sitting in silence, letting him speak to us and encourage us and for his strength to, to flood our bodies and our lives. We spend time with him in his word. 
We become, God's soldiers become familiar with the weapons that God's given to us. This morning, you had an incredible weapon that you were exercising in your life. It was called praise and worship. Praise and worship is an incredible weapon in the arsenal of a believer. Serving is an incredible weapon in the army, in the, in the, the, the life of a believer. Giving is an incredible weapon in our arsenal as believers because we can sock it to the devil by giving of our resources, our time and our talents and the things that we can do, but also our money by seeing things happen in the kingdom of God. It's by giving, being generous with who we are. By Our faith is an incredible weapon that God has given us in our hands and in our lives. He's given each of us a measure of faith. Each of us has a measure of faith. You don't need a dump truck full of faith to move a mountain. You need just a mustard seed. You don't need much faith to do what God asks us to do. You don't need much faith to believe for, for healing or for, for restoration. You don't need much faith for the resources of heaven to touch your life. You just need a bit because it's all up to God and what He does anyway. We just need to attach faith to it. Prayer is an incredible weapon in our arsenal as a believer. 2 Colossians, sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 10, verse 4 the weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they are, have divine power to demolish strongholds. Did you know that? You've got divine power from God Almighty through the Holy Spirit to demolish strongholds and every high thing that exalts itself above Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 16 to 18 says, In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. It's a shield of faith. Hide behind your faith. Get behind your faith. Hold up the shield of faith. The enemy comes to you and he says something, No, my shield of faith is in place. What you're saying is a lie. What you're saying is untrue. My shield of faith is up. Take the helmet of salvation, the mind, the mind. It's a, it's a huge you know, thing that we can see the, the enemy defeated with. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Use the Word of God to defeat the enemy. Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. All kinds of prayers and requests. And with this in mind, be alert. And always keep on praying for all the saints. That means pray for the person who's in front of you, the person who's behind you, the person who's sitting to your left or to your right. It means to pray for your pastors and your leaders. It means to pray for our government. See, God's soldier is familiar with his brothers and sisters in arms. Good soldier not only cares for themselves, but for the people around about them. God's soldier is familiar with his enemy. Did you know that you've got an enemy? 
Ephesians chapter 6, verses 11 to 13, put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For we, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armour of God so that when, not if, but when, the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you've done everything to stand. One of the greatest weapons that we've got available to us is to simply stand there. You're not getting past me. I'm going to stand. I'm going to make a stand for my brothers and sisters. I'm going to pray for my brothers and sisters. I've got my shield of faith. I've got my sword of the Spirit. I've got my helmet of salvation. I've got my feet shot in the gospel of peace. I've got my, you know, the, the belt of, of uh, truth around the breastplate of righteousness. And pray. I'm, I'm standing. I'm going to stand with my brothers and sisters. I heard someone's going through a bad thing. I'm going to stand with that person. I heard that someone's sick the other day. I'm going to stand for their healing. I'm going to believe for their healing. You're probably saying, well, you're pretty militant this morning. Well, I'm in the army. I'm in the army. I got my weapons. I went and saw the quartermaster. His name's the Holy Spirit. And he started to give me stuff that I needed. He started to give me a word of wisdom for that situation that I know my neighbour's going through. He gave me a gift of healing because I know that my neighbour is sick and I needed to go around there and lay hands on them and, say, and pray for their, their, their well. God gave me this, this word of prophetic encouragement for someone because I know that they're, they're, they're going through a difficult time. So God gave me this word. God's giving us these things because the Holy Spirit wants to, to minister through us. We're familiar with our weapons. We understand who our, our, our enemy is. We understand how he works. Did you know that the Bible calls the devil a liar? So here, here's some, some free advice for you this morning. If the devil comes up to you and tells you that you're not good enough, he just lied. He just lied. If the devil comes up to you and says, you're washed up, you're finished, he just lied because he's the father of lies. That's all he knows how to do, to twist the truth. If the, the devil comes up to you, and it's, it's a very subtle, it's just that little thought in your mind saying, I've blown it, God doesn't love me anymore. That's a lie because the enemy is trying to plant those things into your mind and you need to remember what God says about you. See, God's soldiers know who they are fighting. We don't f war again against flesh and blood, but I do believe that we are to war for flesh and blood, for the people around about us. Number four, God's soldiers are fighters. Got to mix it up. Got to mix it up. Got to shirt front some people. Just got to get in their face. And you gotta, we gotta fight. God's soldiers don't retreat in the face of the enemy. What God's soldiers do is to link arms with their brothers and sisters and say, you're not getting past us. God's soldiers are dedicated, determined, they're driven. 
Philippians chapter 3, verse 14 says, I press on. In other words, I'm driving towards this goal that I have to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. We are dedicated, determined, and driven. Can these three words characterize our lives as passionate followers of Jesus? I know that people get tired. I know that people think like life wears you down. So where do you go to get encouragement, to get boosted, to get you know touched, uh, to, to be able to be lifted to a place? It's when we go back to following. Following Jesus. Number five, God's soldiers are finishers. We finish stuff. We don't leave it half done. We finish this. See, in the Old Testament, there was a group of men that hung around with David and they were called David's mighty men. And in 2 Samuel chapter 23, verses 11 to 12, we read about one particular of these mighty men of David's. And there's a guy by the name of Shammah. He's the uh, son of Agi, the Hararite. That's exactly how you're supposed to say it. <laughs> when the Philistines banded together at a place where there was a field full of strawberries, pizza, medium rare steak with a lovely glaze, red wine jus over the top with chunky chips. It's a, it's a field of lentils. And that, you know, they were roasted lentils with a gravy. There had to be something. I know, I'll tell you what they were. They were this, this they, it was an inheritance. This was Israel's inheritance. These lentils were theirs. Lentils. Shema stands in a field when all his mates have shot through, just one man, and he stood his ground in the middle of a field. Now just thinking, this is just me, he's making a stand in a field of lentils and having a fight. I would suggest that a lot of the things he's fighting for are getting trampled down. But that's not the point. The point is he's making a stand. He's going to finish this. These are the enemies of God's people and I'm standing. I'm not running from them anymore. I'm tired of running from them. I see my buddies, they bolted and I'm here standing on my own. And some of you felt that way. In the last 12 months, you felt like your enemy had come against you. You were on the run. It felt like because of the social distancing, the spatial distancing that we had to go through, that you were isolated on your own. But I want to congratulate you and commend you because you made a stand in your field and you said, I'm not going under. says here that he defended it and struck the Philistines down and the Lord brought about a great victory. 
See, David's mighty men finished the job. They got the thing done. Shammah protected the people and those lentils were theirs. They defeated the enemies. They were in superior number and superior strength to Shammah on his own. I don't know how many there were there, but if he's called a mighty man, it's more than one. It's probably more than two. It's probably a raiding party of between 20, 10 or 20 people. I don't know. But I know one thing, I've been in a fight, I've been flat out with just one. I know what it's like. But here we have Shema, he finished this. He defeated the enemies and they did this because God was with them. Can I tell you something today? The Holy Spirit lives in us. We've got this. We've got this. As God's soldiers, we're enlisted in a war. We are in a fight for our faith, a, f- a fight for the, the lives who don't know, of people who don't know Jesus yet. We're fighting for their salvation. We're fighting for them to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We want this to be a godly nation, Australia Day, where we are one and we are free. Let's be a soldier for God, knowing that he'll reward us and that someday we'll hear those great words, well done, my good and faithful servant. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8 says, I fought, fought the good fight. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. I believe we're living in the last days. I really do believe that. Signs worldwide, globally, indicate that to me. We are living in the last days. Let's look around. Let's open our eyes and our ears to the things that are happening globally in our nation, in our state, and in our communities. And as soldiers in God's armies, we are called to be passionate followers of Jesus. As soldiers in God's army, we are called to be faithful in our calling. As soldiers in God's army, we are called to be familiar in knowing what our Father's voice sounds like and recognising the weapons that He's given us, who is beside us, but also knowing who our enemy actually is. As soldiers in God's army, we are called to fight. You're not in an army to sweep streets. You're there to fight, to get in the trenches, to go to our knees and fight in worship and to, to fight against flesh and blood. No, we don't. We, we fight for flesh and blood. As soldiers in God's army, we're called to be finishers, to finish the race, to win, to finish the race, to win the prize. We've got this because God is with us. I want to read something to you. That was a challenge that was given by a gentleman by the name of Dr. Jim Richards a number of years ago at a Southern Baptist Tennessee conference. And it's, it's, it's a little bit long, but I believe that you'll be inspired by it. Now, there are copies of this, a few copies you can grab as you leave um, today. If you don't get one, if we run out, then please let me know and I'll make sure that we can get some either emailed to you or we can get some more printed off, but let me know. 
So this is what his, his challenge was to the people in this conference. He said this. You ready? Say, I'm ready. About three of you. So, say, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. I am a soldier, a prayer warrior of the army of my God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I've been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I'm a volunteer in this army, and I am enlisted for eternity. I'll either rapture, uh, retire at the rapture or die in this army, but I'll not get out, sell out or be talked out. I am faithful, capable and dependable. My, if my God needs me, I am there. I am a soldier, a prayer warrior. Here I stand. I'm not a baby. I don't need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up or pepped up. I am a soldier, a prayer warrior. Here I stand. No one has to call me, write me, visit me, entice me or lure me. I am a soldier, a prayer warrior. Here I stand. I am not a wimp. I am in place, saluting my king, obeying his orders, praising his name and building his kingdom. I am a soldier, a prayer warrior. Here I stand. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, lollies, or handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I cannot have my feelings hurt bad enough to turn me around. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to make me quit. When Jesus called me into this army, I had nothing. And if I end up with nothing, I still come out even. I will win. My God will supply all my needs. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ. I am a soldier a warrior, a prayer warrior. Here I stand. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot beat me. Great for today, actually. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell can't handle me. I am a soldier, a prayer warrior. Here I stand. Even death cannot destroy me, for when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me and bring me back to rule this world with him. I am a soldier, a prayer warrior in the army of God, and I am marching, claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier, a prayer warrior, and marching heaven bound. Here I stand Will you stand with me? Let's stand. I just want to say to us, we're in a fight. We're in a fight. There are things happening behind the scenes by political parties, by groups that are trying to silence Christians, trying to erode our values as people 
and it's time to make a stand. It's time for us to stand up and be counted. It's time just for us to say, I'm enlisting. I'm in this. I'm in this. I'm up for this. We're not alone. We have God Almighty as our captain, as our leader, as our commander-in-chief. We are filled with the Holy Spirit. We have the Word of God, Jesus Christ himself. And if we have to stand before people and say things, we don't need to worry then because even then the, Holy, the Bible says the Holy Spirit will give us what we need to say in that moment. But I want to say to us today as a church, war has been declared. And there's an enlistment program that's happening now. Uncle Sam has got nothing to do with this. God needs you. God needs you. You were born for such a time as this. That you have been born and birthed and live in this day and this age is no surprise to God. He knew who you are. He knew the gifts, the talents, the abilities of your life. He knows the things that you've been through. He knows the things that are happening in your life today and He knows what you're going to go through tomorrow. But you don't go through those things alone. God is with you by His Spirit. And it's time for us to stand, to make a stand. Heavenly Father, I pray over every single person today. I pray, Father, that they would hear the, the trumpet call, the rally call. That they would know that because they can hear that, that you've called them. I pray that you put your spirit, a, de a determination in our hearts as believers to say, here am I, Lord, send me. You know, I've messed about with that Scripture so much. It's in Isaiah. You know, God's saying, who's, who's going to go to these people for us? You know, and, and Isaiah stands up, he says, here am I, send me. Sadly, I've said many times that Christians say, here am I, send him. We, we, we abdicate that, that role. But we can't do that anymore. If no one else is going to talk to your neighbours about Jesus, who will? If no one else is going to talk to your workmates about Jesus, who will? If no one else is going to stand up and declare that the child in that womb has a voice, if no one else is going to do that, who will? Heavenly Father, bless your people. Encourage your people today. I thank you that they can see that you've called them for such a time as this. I pray that they see that you give them everything that they need, everything that they need, everything that they need. I pray that they feel strengthened and encouraged and emboldened by this message. I pray that they would see that your hand is upon them, that your word lives in them. It's living, it's active. Father, I pray that from this day forward, we do all that you ask us to do in every way that you ask us to do it. In the wonderful name of Jesus. Now I just want to spend a moment. I'm not sure. I know everybody here. I probably do, but I just want to talk to the people online. Maybe if you're watching this message for the first, you know, you just happen to log in and here we are. You haven't come here by accident today, I don't believe. Because I believe that God's calling you, if you don't know Jesus, to become a follower of Jesus. 
And I would say to you today, God's calling you. You you found this message because He wants you to follow Him. Be a follower of Jesus Christ. Enlist in the army. And let's see God's kingdom come to this earth in power, in glory, in wonder. And you can be a part of that. If you want to give your heart to Jesus, I would encourage you to give your contact details in the thing below, uh, in the area below. and We'll get some details to you and some uh, materials into your hands to start you on this walk of faith. Father, I pray for your people today. Bless them, encourage them in the wonderful name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord.